So the last time we got together, we were talking about the price of eggs, and I think I've cracked the code. Sorry about the bad pun. Cash is back as a way to buy things. Credit card rates are going up. We're looking at the extent of the disaster in Turkey and how that applies to us with some lessons for preparing for problems. And I was updating the website and who knew we had so many classes. I want to go over just a few of the options that are available for us. Uh, folks may not know what we have. We'll have all that and more in just a second. Hi everybody, I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to be a Victim Personal Protection Training. And yes indeed, last time we were talking about eggs and how they got up to, believe it or not, almost $18 a dozen in the uh, on the East Coast. Yipes! And these are just basic eggs. These are not delivered by a supermodel in a fancy velveteen carton. Nope, this is just the stuff in the cardboard things at the grocery store. Now, some people were thinking there was an actual conspiracy, and I like to kind of dial back on all this conspiracy nonsense. Yeah, a few folks are going to get together and say, hey, we can get more for this. That's business up to a certain point. And here's where the line is. Is it gouging? Is it profiteering? Or is it just the cost of doing business? We did a section on this a couple of years ago. I'm going to come back and we're going to loop around again. But for today, let's look at some of the stuff with eggs. First of all, they had the bird flu. The cost of chicken feed is no longer, well, chicken feed. It's gone up. Electricity has gone up. And believe it or not, those silly little cardboard containers, press board, whatever they are, the cost of those has gone up. So everything continues to go up in cost. So a carton of eggs that maybe used to cost $1.50, seeing it go to $2.50, I understand that. Now as things get up to the five, six, nine, ten dollars uh, a carton. I, I tend to make that little scrunchy face and look over the top of my glasses that I do with some people when they're, I, I know they're just not being straight with me. Let's look at how other things are going up. Credit card fees. I've had businesses and I used to accept credit cards and online payments and I paid between one and a half and three percent with 2% being the norm. I normally paid 2% for the privilege of using a credit card and allowing you to place your order electronically. And I factored that into my pricing. No problem. However, today, if you look, that cost has gone up. Some places it's over 10% for each transaction. And that means that you are seeing more and more people who would just love to have you bring in cash. Thank you very much. A good example is my service station. I pulled in and the guy says, hey, Bill, you know, if you pay in cash, we're going to give you 15 cents a gallon off. Well, now, that's even with the prices back down to the $4 mark, not up around or as 5 and 6, but they still give discounts for cash. I work with a lot of people and occasionally folks will offer a discount. 
I work with a lot of people and a lot of folks give discounts for cash. I even went to my dentist and when the bill was of a substantial amount, they'd give a nice little cash discount if I didn't use my credit card. So let's keep these things in mind as prices keep going up and they're gonna. Nothing's going to get cheaper. I haven't seen that happen in the last 70 years and I'm not optimistic for the future. Let's keep that an idea. I'm sure there's not a group of Bond villains out behind the chicken coop plotting uh, how to take over the world. I am sure there is some price gouging. And if you happen to know that Buffalo Bob's Phil Dirt and Eggs are uh, giving you the shaft, you should share that with anybody who will listen. It's kind of important uh, for us to know who we can count on in our community. And that's really the bottom line to this whole thing is trust and dependability. There was a story on the internet about a little girl who got some chickens and was doing a 4-H project and the chickens got big and they started selling eggs and now this girl is selling them for three fifty a dozen and making money. So if little Becky Sue often uh, Butte Hollow, wherever she is, is making money at three and four dollars a dozen. I really got to call shenanigans if you're up around ten or twelve. Trust, dependability, and who you can work with that is really important. Looking at the earthquake in Turkey, my goodness, 7.8 was the initial earthquake. If you have never been in an earthquake, you cannot understand what that's like. The largest I've been in was the Northridge. Uh, that was 6, I believe, 6.6. .6. And that was life-altering. I cannot imagine because it doubles in intensity. There's a mathematical formula and I'd rather have you ask Siri and look it up. I don't want to give misinformation. But it is much, much more powerful at 7 than it is at 6. And this was almost 8. That is unbelievable. And then they had aftershocks again and again some continuing at the magnitude 6 level, some running into 5. Now the reason I mention this is A, it is horrifying to see what happened and again the dependability thing comes up. There are folks still waiting for help, still waiting for somebody to show up with a crane to help lift some of this stuff off people. The reason there's so much stuff on top of people is corruption. In 1999 Turkey had a big earthquake and the government promised by golly we're gonna crack down on substandard building because apparently kickbacks and shoddy construction is just a way of life. Well if you've got a two-story building that's one thing. If you've got a much larger building you've got some serious issues and that is exactly what's happening. On top of that you have freezing cold weather and you have political unrest and revolution and there are people that are just not getting help. Dependability and accountability corruption, short-term profits over the people you live with. It's happening in far, far too many places. 30,000 plus dead. And I have no, no idea what can be done in Turkey. I have no idea what can be done in this country. I look at the condo that fell down in Florida and how they just kept skipping 
safety inspections and looking the other way. I, bridges falling down. It's not, it's not a way to live, people. This is long-term survival and short-term survival. Who can you count on? Let's bring it in a little closer to home when you're looking at earthquakes. Having been in one, I know those first few seconds are critical. First, it's going to sound like a train is coming by your house and you don't live on the railroad track. That's normal. You also could get a series of loud bangs or booms. Uh, interestingly enough, I believe the old wives' tale, you watch your cat. If you have a cat and it gets even squirrelier than usual, or you find it hiding under the bed or in a top shelf in the closet, that has proven they can pick up some of those precursors. The point being, if an earthquake happens, and this is what started this whole project six years ago. Phil and I were talking and he said, what would you do if an emergency happened right now? Meaning the table starts to shake, the lamp is swinging, stuff is starting to fall over in an earthquake, or the, someone pounds on the door, Sheriff's Department emergency, you have to leave. That's the whole idea of the bug out bag. Is yours available quickly? Right now. That's part of it. The other part of it is are you and your family ready to use it? I know that we've uh, many of us have grown up during like the Cuban Missile Crisis or different events in your area and the family would get together and hold drills. What are you going to do if? My wife and I have talked about where we're going to go. We've talked about what's going to happen. We have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. We've also gone outside in this house where I'm sitting right now. If an earthquake begins, I know what's attached well to the wall. I know where I want to not be. I know we have a strap on our water heater for the earthquake rocking and shaking. I also know that if we got that first the bang 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 that five ten seconds when you realize oh my gosh it's an earthquake what are we going to do we are going to get out the front door and we're going to get out into our yard and we're going to get out to the fence line because we know there is nothing going to fall on us there is nothing going to electrocute us due to power and if the whole house uh, starts coming down around us we can get out and we have a safe area to go to and we only know that because we took the time to walk around to discuss it and think about it. We also know that we are older people. We're not going to be running, jumping, climbing trees and hurtling fences like in a movie. <laughs> Don't visualize that folks, you'll hurt your eyes. No, those days are gone. You need to look into your own head into your own family and I don't care if you're 30, 35 with little kids or if you're an old guy like me and my wife. Uh, she and I have talked about this. You and your partner should talk about it. She and I are ready. We're not hoping it's going to happen but we're going to not spend 30 seconds of doing a Three Stooges routine. Molary cheese, no, yes, door, closet, hide. One thing that's important is to walk through it. And in an earthquake or a fire or anything else, an earthquake is very, very time sensitive. If you have something by the door that you can grab, grab it and get out the door. And guess what? If you don't have any time, if stuff's starting to break and shatter, 
leave it there. You can dig it out later. So the earthquake in Turkey is a reminder there are some big issues like corruption and poor construction and that type of stuff. And there are little things you and I can still do. And that's what I want to leave you with on the topic of earthquakes. You can still empower yourself by knowing what you're going to do, when it's going to happen. Are you on the second floor? Are you on the fifth floor of your business? Where are you going to go? Where is the glass? Have you? Do you know in your office if that big window is tempered glass, if it's going to turn into shards, or if it's going to beat up like a windshield does? Now is the time to ask. These are little reminders. These are almost like a gift. You're aware of what's going to happen, what could happen. And I've talked to some people and they about the big one. Everybody talks about the big, big one, the big earthquake. We here in this area are in a major earthquake zone. And it is not something that we should live in mortal terror of cringing every time somebody slams a car door. But we also should not just get this, eh, it's been a hundred years. It'll be another hundred years. It's not going to happen here. Well, you can play that game. I prefer for my family anyway, I want a chance. I used to argue with friends, well, what are you going to do if? Yeah, how are you going to survive? I'm going to do my very best to survive, thank you. And I'm going to do my very best for my friends, my wife, my family, those around me, so that they can survive. Maybe I'm not going to get a chance. Maybe I'm going to be like some of those people on the 101 freeway when they had that big earthquake in San Francisco, and it was a double-decker freeway and the top layer came down on the bottom layer? Enough said. There's no amount of preparation going to prepare you for that, except uh, regular attendance at the church, synagogue, or house of faith of your choice. But anything other than that, start thinking about this now. Start making plans. Map out a route and hold drills. Don't wait for National Earthquake Day. I don't know when that is. I probably should. I think it's in October once a month. If your bug out bag gets moved into the closet because you got company, that's okay. Know where it is. So, I wanted to go through that because I'm looking at the, the horrible situations over there and knowing that with cold, with bad weather, with political unrest, on top of, oh my God, where do we go? How are we going to do it? You are really reducing your chances of survival and family. I want you back next week. Okay, I promised some information. I'm redesigning the website, something I do constantly because there's always something breaking or not working. It's, feel sorry for me if you feel like it. And I realized on the front page we have the new shooter class the concealed carry classes which are the second Saturday of every month. The next one's coming up in March and it's going to be March the 11th and we have the shotgun a home defense shotgun class. We've also mentioned the new shooter class and a few other things but putting the list together we are going to, I just want to take a minute or so well probably five minutes or so to let you know of all the classes that we offer. There is the new shooter, there is the basic pistol, there is the CHL, and there is the advanced CHL. 
Now the basic pistol is what uh, you would take after the new shooter class. The new shooter class is for a person never dealt with a firearm before. They're considering buying one. This will prevent you from being taken advantage of. I've seen some individuals. I got myself blacklisted at a store because I spoke up. A young woman has, had come in. She wanted to buy a big gun. She was very frightened. Her, she had problems with her ex-husband. Apparently those restraining orders are just made out of paper. And she wanted something for home defense. And this salesperson, and I'm putting that in quote, takes down this dirty, hairy special for this diminutive young lady. She could not even get her hands around the grip. But she was so frightened, it was a fear-based buy. I interjected. I got myself kicked out of the store. There's a picture of me with a line through it when I went in, and after seeing that, I didn't care to go back in there again anyway. If you're a new shooter, you're not sure what kind of firearm to get new shooter class. You can work with one of our firearms and we will help show you the things you should look for. After your first purchase, a basic pistol. If you're interested in getting a concealed carry, that's your next logical step. But you should be practicing. You should be familiarizing yourself. That's why the basic pistol is good. If you want a pistol for defense, there's also that. Again, helping you understand the logistics, the logic. And when you get your concealed carry, so many people forget this. I took this class. I took my CHL, and then I took my advanced concealed carry class. You've got your license. Now what? Now what are you going to do with it? What about holsters? How about being ethical? How being lawful? What are things you need to do? What are things you should not do? Let's look at the concealed carry mastery. There's a lot going on there and we recommend that. Down the road as you become more proficient, some people have got expressed interest in the personal protection in the home. There's also a personal protection outside the home. That's a two-day class. The one in the home, extensive. As you look at these classes, and you can go to the website now and find information on each of these classes, this is what happens if you are in an emergency situation. How to create a safe room. We come to your home and we look at security hazards uh, that you have. This is something that is never going to happen to you or me until it does. We continue with the advance to advanced tactical classes. These rotate. They are a different scenario. How to move. Believe it or not, bad guys don't just stand there like those wooden targets do. They pop out of alleys. They come down your hall very quickly. 21 feet is the distance across your living room from corner to corner in most cases. You have to start developing a tactical mindset. Where are you going? How are you going to get there? We also have rifle and shotgun classes. Again, from the introductory level to the advanced, my personal favorite is the home defense shotgun class. And if you're a business, the agent aware program we have for people in real estate, uh, making those 5.30 calls on a Friday night, gee, can you come out and see me? Uh, bad things happen, and clear, advanced preparations 
are going to increase your chances of never even being in that situation. Also, House of Worship. We have a House of Worship program. Sadly, I would, I'm would i afraid I have lived to the point it's sometimes necessary to have an awareness in a House of Worship. We have a program for that as well. So don't think of us as just giving CHL. That's my point of all of these things. Yes, we have, I think, the best concealed carry program in the Rogue Valley. Why not come to the source? If you're interested in learning, if we do nothing else for you, we want to addict you to safety. Safety, safety, safety. We have a program for young people. There is nothing, believe me, nothing stronger than the curiosity of a younger person when it comes to firearms. How do you deal with that? That is something that can't be overlooked. We want you, whether you're 12 or whether you're 75, uh, we want you addicted to safety. And one final point for older shooters. Your joints are going to start changing. Your hand strength is going to start changing. Uh, you may get arthritis. You may get diabetes. You may start having different issues with balance. Knowing how to safely use and rack and load and manipulate your firearm, it can be done quite easily if you're thinking about it, if you're training for it. So keep in mind, give yourself an honest self-assessment, whether it's your very first firearm, do I know what I'm looking for, or am I just being influenced by television? Whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're in a large group, whether you're a solo jogger out in the bush, all of these things are going to influence how you need to train and we'd like to invite you to talk to us about those very things. Okay, that's everything I've got for this week. We are going to be on kind of a staggered schedule. There's some changes in our personal life, good ones, but I won't be able to be banging these out every week. As you notice, these were a couple of weeks apart. As things come up, we'll keep you posted. And I have a new update on 114. I don't want to say it's been shot down, but it does look like there's some major progress. We will be posting that on the website. So with that done, thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you at the range. Until then, be safe. Mm -hmm.